And now it's time to resume our Phase 5 preview. Morons, ignite! Flips and stuff. We may be battles, yes, it is true. Okay, uh, uh, alright, alright, alright. Stop, 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 stop. If we say that, they won't keep listening. Morons of the Motherers. Alright, my friend. Loki time! Now we're here at the heavy hitter because you you take you take so we went Echo, then the Marvels, so a little bit of light lightheartedness, you know, uh, girls' night out kind of deal, um, and then we had you know Echo where more street level, uh, more more likely than anything. Now we're at Loki again, which m- much like Secret Invasion could fucking be anything. Anything. It could. I mean. You've got uh, the possibility of a Deadpool teaser. Um, you know, it, it, it seems like a very likely spot for our anti-Spider-Man Spider-Man to show up. Uh, to kind of come in and jump in at some point. Uh, whether that's for two seconds, whatever it may be, it's very well possible. Um, but that's just, that's, that's the most I could even guess as to what's going to happen. Anything and everything's possible here. So let's 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 talk lightly. The I think the best way to approach talking about season two is this. This is the first series that we're getting a season two of. So we have a lot that this show is picking up from, and this show is not entwined with any other plots, short of Jonathan Majors and there being many variants of Kang running around, and us meeting hopefully a few of them in Quantumania. This will be our third time seeing Jonathan Majors in the role, and uh, we assume we'll get more. Of him than one episode worth, based on the way the TVA is constructed at the end of season one, uh, as it all revolves around him directly. No more of that triptych of mysterious robot god things. They're gone. They look up to him now. He uh, there's there's no man behind the curtain anymore. He's the man in front of the curtain now. Uh, we also now have a version of. Owen Wilson, who doesn't know who Loki is. We all like. We also have Ravona Renslayer out there Somewhere. on her quest, whatever that quest is. We really don't know what her intentions are when she bounces out at the end. We have Loki, who has all the information that he has now, but no one that will likely believe him in the version of the TVA he's currently standing in. There's so many great pieces of setup. If this was just a self-contained series that didn't exist in Marvel, it would be equally interesting to me because of the way it played out. But it's not. And it's completely intertwined and yet setting up another um, series that has serious implications on the movies and the franchise as a whole. Uh, where, yes, like we were just saying with you know with Miss Marvel... Um, you have those implications moving into, you know, the Marvels, things like that, where it's actually connecting, intertwining. But you're talking about, like, Jonathan Majors and, and like, Kang, who is going to be an integral part 
of what's happening in the grand scheme of things, like the Avengers level stuff um, in a series. And we're continuing on that where, you know, to your point and something that I kind of didn't even really think about where Loki within his, you know, within that show becomes somebody who is, yes, unbelievable, but not quite as unbelievable as every single other being thinks of him. He's the god of mischief. And that's all they think of him as. Right. Um, yeah, he had his one little last dying moment or whatever where, you know, he went into that part and they're like, oh, all right. Well, you know, actually for once he kind of did what we didn't expect him to do. But yet that's the whole point. But they this didn't expect isn't even him. that Loki to begin it's, with. It's, it's not. And this is a guy where it's like anything that he says to you, you're never going to believe him. He's, yeah. he's going to spend an entire season trying to prove this. Well, no, he, so I think to take it a step further – he is going to be just as outlawed of a variant of Loki as Sylvie is. I think he. I think he's going to approach them, and they're going to take a second to realize who he is, and they're going to be like, "Oh shit, the TVA is hunting for you," and he's going to have to escape the TVA, and that's going to be the season. Like he's right. going to be looking for Sylvie. He's going to be running from them. Uh, he's going to be trying to prove to the find. He's going to be trying to find the version of his buddy. That like, so I would presume. Not even presume. I would maybe guess that we'll see him reunite with his. Ver- Why am I blanking on Owen Wilson's character's name? Mobius. Mobius. Thank you. Why the fuck? I couldn't you think. think of we're going to see more of uh, the Council of Loki's. I I think we will see more variants of Loki. Yes, by a bunch. Do you Whether think we'll see Croaky again? Uh, he's way too much of a hit to be one and done. So yes, I think that we could see Croaky and Child Loki in the Young Avengers. It's fair. That would be fun. That'd be a really fun addition. Yeah, fucking awesome. Yeah. Give it to me. I, I'm here for it. Or is like, like the Young Avengers foil. Also here for it. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I want them, though. I want it all. Like I said, give me a, a, a croaky Christmas special. Uh, just like my Eagly, yeah, like my Eagly musical. Like, I, I don't care. I want it. Like, give me the dumbest shit you can possibly give me. The people won't have heard your Eagly the musical take yet when they hear this. So eh, you'll get there. Sneak preview, people. You'll get there. It's a delightful idea. It is delight. It's the pure delight. It's sheer joy wrapped up in a musical about an eagle. But if you just think about the croaky version of it where it's just hissing, just inaudible, like inaudible. <laughs> inaudible hissing <laughs> over an orchestra? Yeah. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. Right. And he's got his big bendy horns. Um, I'm here. For, like I said, the Loki, you're... So many questions left on the table, that, uh, which is... For a six-episode series to leave you wondering that much, and all from the context of its own series, let alone the questions that we have based on outside influences in the Marvel Universe. There's all those implications, too. I have wondered, too, if that's why they were so, like, intent on being like, we can make everything work with six episodes, because that worked so well. But it's 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 the Tom Hiddleston magic. And you threw Owen Wilson in there, and well, Jonathan. Because you were able, it's just and because they got to end did. on a cliffhanger, while all these other shows have had to wrap it up. Correct. It's you, this one was able to you. You knew everything about this character, yeah. so you knew his backstory. You knew where he got to, and then you knew from there what you were getting. So I, Loki two, I I think is going to be uh, fantastic. How much impact do you think Quantumania can have on Loki two? That's uh, an incredibly good question. Um, do we find out? Do we hear 
the phrase TVA in Quantumania? Do we like? Do we get any weaving? Like I, I don't necessarily expect crossover of the characters from the series, or even necessarily a full ride into the TVA. But if we're learning more about the quantum realm, which is where I speculate the TVA exists, or where it originated, or originated one of the yeah, I think that this is almost like um, creating your own um, political party. I'll, I'll put it that way, where maybe we get a brief background on why he why he wants to campaign on starting like the TVA. Like, what his reasoning is, what he's explaining to everybody on what it will do, and how it's protecting the sacred timeline, and how he sells, you know, the beings within um, the quantum realm uh, on why a TVA should exist. Um, whether that's because of, um, like, outside factors like Janet Van Dyne um, landing in there and things like that where they're not supposed to. You know, maybe those are parts of that sacred timeline that were not supposed to happen. Um, or much like any kind of parts of life, everything is chaos and we can't have chaos. It's crazy. And then he starts coming out with these, you know, crazy, what we might, what the, what the thinker might believe as being outlandish reasons. But some people just kind of buy into it. They're like, you know, maybe he's not wrong. Like, maybe things are supposed to go a certain way, and they can't veer off of track because it will just ruin everything, um, and they start to believe him. Um, that's, that's, it's, that would be maybe one of those predictions where I could see where that's tying in, um, but I see it, like I said, almost on like a political level where he has to convince people almost as a dictator um, that being off track is completely wrong. And that's the way that I would see that that ties in there. That that would be my guess is how they do it, at least, if they do. But I could definitely see those two things tying together for sure. I like it. So Makes a ton of sense, my friend. Makes a ton of sense, indeed. It's equilateral to our personal, my, wor- personal world itself, which, I mean, realistically, a lot of these things play off of. My, my last quantum theory... Which resides across Quantumania and Loki. One of one of these two properties, we will meet at least one member of the first family. Yeah, Fantastic Four character. Has, my theory has long been the reason the Fantastic Four has never gotten involved with any of the other conflicts on Earth is that they've been doing research in the quantum realm since sometime a couple years before the first Iron Man film. Pick a date in there, I don't know, 05, 06, like whatever year they decided to make it. Early 2000s, they enter the quantum realm for the first time. They've been down there doing research ever since. That's why they didn't know about Thanos and all these various things. Yeah, that would be a good way to introduce them. It's simple. It makes sense to their characters. Um, It entangles them immediately with Kang as well, which is going to be important. Um, if they ever finally get a new director again, again, it's supposed to be the opening film of phase six. So some seeds need to start getting planted. If we're actually going to get that film to open phase six, as they think they are going to right now. And I think that that's the most, the most reasonable place to plant it. Um, one of the two, either, either quantum project. Yeah, because I think looking at the docket, there's only so many places you could really where it would really make a whole lot of sense to implant them, and that would be exactly that would be a Quantumania or a a, a Loki 
which are, if I'm just looking at it that way, I think that those are the only two places that I could see that really jumping in. So the only thing that I would say with Quantumania and the only reason why I would think that it wouldn't be there is just how early in the dock it is. Yeah. And that's it. That's just thinking about, like you said, just how early it is. But they've also never had a problem before where they'll throw something in real early and then oh, yeah. bust it out again another year or two later. So yeah, I mean, and that's the thing is these phases are two years now. Yep. Like phase five is a two year project. It's 23, yeah. 24. 2025 is the beginning of phase six. Like this is not the phases aren't long anymore. No. Well, when you're dropping three to four movies a year and four to five shows a year, you don't need them to be a bunch of years. Two years equals six to eight films and ten ish te- television projects. That's a lot of shit for a phase. That's it is not like it is. That's a lot of that's a lot of runtime. Phase four is the combined runtime of the first three phases almost. That's <laughs> like that's nuts. It's, it's too long, and I think they realize that now. Like, yeah. I, I read somewhere the other day <laughs> that there's rumors that they plan to go de- like this. They plan to peel back to three movies a year versus four, and I think that's a better tempo. I've I've been spoiled by these four a year for a couple years, and I enjoy them because I love all of them deep down. But I think you're going to get a little bit tighter quality control by three versus four. I think, and that's that's the that's that's the key concept: quality control. You know, if you're not giving them enough time, and Lord knows we've seen it enough. You know, with the uh, the CGI firms and things like that, where there's very clearly been some rushing. Um, you know, again, you want to have, have blame that on COVID, whatever it is, but there's been a lot of rushing things, and it's caused for a lot of backlash, and the mouse doesn't like that. Um, no likey the backlash the house of mouse likes order order um yep we don't want to you know uh, go back in time and basically be running movies with um you know incredible hulk level cgi in 2023 or you know dr strange's third eye at the end of that movie that just came out this year oh Oof. There's some brutal CGI in that. Yeah, like I I do like Multiverse of Madness a lot overall. Me too. But there's definitely glaring moments where it's just like whether it's CGI or story because there's a bit of both where I'm just like, Oy. you know, it's funny. Yeah. I could actually do without most of like the cameo shit. We'll call it essentially like that part of the story is just not that strong, which is a real bummer. It's fair. Like the Patrick Stewart, John Krasinski, et cetera, stuff is not that strong. No, and she just... waylays some of the most powerful Marvel characters in history with with very little effort. And I get so it. So it, it helps build her as a, like a sweet ass villain, but it doesn't do anything else for the story. It just seemed like an, an attempt to kind of like to piss people off. Uh, honestly, more than anything, like taking Black Bolt and just toasting him out. That part I can actually, I'm fine with because, you know, as part of that is due to what happened with the with We're the not going to talk about and, the Inhumans. Yeah, that whole business. But it's, it's the combo of she wipes Professor Xavier, no problem. Yet it, wipes Reed Richards, no problem. Black Bolt isn't just somebody, though. Yeah, I agree. Th- that's, that's I very much agree with I you. I get the dark hold thing. But that I had problems with that. Um, but the whole thing just seemed like 
yeah, we're, we've been teasing you for, for a while, and we know that you guys wanted these characters, so here, we're just going to make a mockery of it, because we can, and it just, it really did fall flat, yeah. like, where it's like, all right, well, that was, that was just stupid. Sorry, people. We'll we'll go back to phase five here, and we'll we'll you'll hear more of that last week for yourselves when we talked about when we Fair rehashed enough. this topic. I'm just realizing we've drifted into phase four territory again. Yeah, we do that. We do that. We're drifters. So phase out here on the cosmic highway. <laughs> phase but, uh, five. Phase so low five, key. Low and... key. Uh, last question involving Loki. Who's your favorite uh, TVA person? Mobius, Renslayer, Ravon, um It's it is obviously Mobius. Yeah. It, he's got major major uh major Colson vibes for me. Oh. Our uh, our guy that we liked at the beginning of Loki that just never really got much runtime after the first episode or two, the he, dude at the desk with the with the stones. He would have been my supposedly, number two. Supposedly getting much more runtime in this season. Good because he was funny in the little bits yeah, that yeah, he got. He's, he's rumored to have a bigger role in this season than he yeah. did in the first season, which I'm excited about because I too like that actor and that character. But it's Mobius for me. Mobius, yeah. I just he he was great. He if was, we don't get him riding a jet ski by the end of this, what have we even been doing here? Nothing. Nothing. And we will. We will. I, 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 I actually. There's another one of my predictions. We're getting Mobius on, on a freaking. I don't even think it's in yet. season two. I think this is going to be a three season series in total. I still think we get it in season two. I think we get the payoff sooner than we think. Okay. Whether hey, it's a mid credit scene, I end, hope you're right. End credit scene at the end of the series. I don't know. He sees the other version of himself, perhaps. Because, yeah, my guess is it's very possible that Agent Mobius may not be alive for the third one. Is there a scroll in the TVA? Also Agent Mobius. Uh, Ooh, Mobius scroll. I did to put a scroll in there. It's like one of the very few spots. I don't think that there's a scroll. It's a bit of a hat on a hat. It doesn't need to happen. Yeah, it's a mask on mask, hat on hat. But all right. So next on the docket, um, you're you're much better with the order of these things. So Blade. We, well, so Blade was the announced next one. That's been pushed yeah, again. It's due to pre pro. Well, they have, there's another. They had a director change. Yep. Um. Always look forward to those. Yeah, this this uh, this movie's been in production hell, um, but they have a phenomenal actor attached as your lead. Oh. Herschela Ali is incredible. Yeah, and not only that, like literally reached out to Kevin and was like, "Hey, I want to do this." So like, he's enthusiastic to be part of it, which I fucking always love, uh, and I do think it helps. Oh, it does. Like, I do think it helps when actors genuinely want to be doing this thing. Because it can be grandiose, and for actors, it can also be time-consuming as shit. Like, fast. Uh, Mind you, he's already had a uh, role in the um, Marvel Universe, as it's connected at this point. But anyways, we'll leave that as it is. I Um, mean, this is our first remnants of Eternals, technically. Sure. Yeah, what a weird, weird thing to be teased i thought that was one of the cooler little seeds they planted at the end of eternals was having that be blade of all people that approaches the ebony knight in such a way talk about long plays like long plays like it's going to be two years after almost three years after that movie came out oh it'll be a full three years but yeah. that's that's slated for late 2024 now i was gonna say so yep. it's gonna be like a full two years yep 
Um, yeah, it's interesting that that seed is going to be connected. I'm really hoping this is paving the way to a Midnight Suns type of thing down the road. I think that that's the natural. Like you got like yeah. you've got the Ebony Knight now. You've got the Moon Knight floating around out there. You've got Blade reaching out to the Ebony Knight back in Eternals. Um, we're bound to see a Ghost Rider again eventually. Hopefully, the one from Agents of Shield. They just pluck Robbie Reyes right out of Agents of Shield and say, "You're getting the call up to the big leagues, kid." No, it won't be. It won't be. But it's just gonna do be it, Sir Nicholas Cage. Do it, you fucking cowards. Yeah, it's gonna be. Do, yeah, do it, you fucking cowards. Cast Nicholas Cage again. No, don't don't listen to him about Nicholas Cage. Get Robbie Reyes. It was great. I liked Robbie and bring Reyes Daisy a lot. back too. In in and like, the whole Agents of Shield gang. But I think and just Agents of Shield. Okay, but Nicholas Cage. Ooh. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Secret Scroll Watch? Featuring Nicolas Cage. But the scroll is Nicolas Cage. Mm, of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course. I should have known. I should have known. Oh. Yeah. But did that... Yeah. I, I think with Blade, I don't quite know what to expect, but I do expect it to be everything that Sony wanted Morbius to be except for good except for good we're talking you know well to be fair Sony wanted it to be good <laughs> I don't think they did <laughs> <laughs> I've watched that I, I haven't watched it so yeah you're, I, I don't you're th- a braver man than no, I no I, I think what happened is that they thought that it was going to be a movie and then they realized what was happening with Jared Leto and going into that whatever whatever he was aiming for, um, and then they were like, you know what? Do you know what would make this movie somewhat bearable if it was so bad that people actually found it to be bearable? Like it's funny bad, um, but Blade. It, it, I, I'm only comparing this. Obviously, the, the vampire. You know, yeah, kind of deal. You know, we're talking vampires. It's fine. But I think that that's just it's just kind of it brings us back into a weird. Uh, that weird realm of like MCU's been going galactic. You know, they go out you in the universe. We're talking about space. We're talking about celestial characters, vampires. Now we're going back to you know going back to like medieval days and like folklore. Uh, very similar to like yeah, we'll talk about Agatha here in a little bit and witches' covens and um, they really just it's throwing everything in there um, and. You know, obviously with the first Blade, I actually watched it for the first time um, within the last several months. Still very enjoyable. Um, it was really, I really liked it. And I, I think in its own, just being a standalone, just go around, beat the shit out of people, um, have a, a very, not street level, obviously, we're talking about vampires, but that kind of like tone to it. No real big villain or big bad or anything like that. It doesn't even really need to be building up to anything. No. But just giving us this character, where they're at in their life at that time, in Mahershala, or Mahershala Ali. A hope um, I have for Phase 5 is less forced feeling connections to things. Less for, forced feeling like we need an introduction to blank character. Oh, we'll throw him in this. Yeah. Like, just less of, like, that's just, I know that we're going to always have some of it. 
That's how the universe is built, and I love the ride we've been on, but just like, just ease the brakes a little bit on everything doesn't have to be an origin for an additional thing. Yeah, we don't need, I, I don't really think that we need too much of a full-on origin in this. No. I, I think that we, I think that this movie. This could be movie, a blade that's been out there doing shit. It's I th- fine. I think this movie does better if that's exactly it. If we're meeting him while he's already within that. We have to presume based on his approaching the Abbey Knight as well that that's like, some of the ticket here is that, yeah, we're skipping the origin again. Most of their best origins films, strangely enough, skip the origin. Correct. Uh, did Going back to Shang-Chi, like, yes, they did kind of go, not kind of, they did go into his origin and stuff, but not until after we got to meet the character in the first place. Yeah, it's more woven kind of, throughout the film than chronologically done. Yeah, we don't need a chronological timeline on it, and I think that that really... Um, would work with Blade. I I, I, th- I think they would be doing a massive disservice if they did that. So well, the director they got was attached to Lovecraft Country before, when that uh, the first season of that before that got canceled. And I've not watched that show, but I've heard nothing but really good things about it. And I've heard it's visually one of the most interesting things that's happened in television in a while. So I'm I'm hoping for some real genuine horror, like. The horror that Multiverse of Madness was like hinting at without playing all the way with, give us a Marvel horror movie. We're ready for it. Yeah, like what we thought um, New Mutants was going to be. <laughs> yeah, I remember thinking that. I remember thinking highly of New Mutants before it came out. It was a horror story in its own. Yeah, Yeah, I remember when I thought New Mutants was going to be good. Do you remember? Do you remember? you remember Chewbacca? Yeah, I remember Chewbacca. you remember when they took... Maisie Williams? <laughs> is that her name? Yeah. So, yes, Maisie Williams. Oh, no. You remember when they did that to her? Remember? Yeah, it was it's, terrible. Oh, man. I didn't even finish it. It's, and I, I seldom turn movies up before they're done. Usually, if you get me, I'm just going to watch the whole thing for better or worse. And I remember I was about an hour in, and I was just like, it wasn't even just that it was bad. I was bored as fuck. That was it. I was so bored. I was just like... No, almost nothing has happened so far. We're an hour into the movie. It got to that point where I was like, actually, I want to sleep. Yeah, I'm like, I'm just, I'm good here. And I just kind of walked away from it. Yep. That was it. That was it. But yeah. No, I'm hoping for some genuinely entertaining horror. And good effects. And good effects, please. Yeah. But uh, I'm optimistic about Blade. I am too. Uh, I think that that's going to be a good you one. Know, obviously, the only thing we know about it is Mahershala Ali and the character Blade. But, you know, that... So- that's Those it. two ingredients added together sounds pretty dope to me, so I'm in. That's all we need. Yep, 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 yep. All right. So where are we next, my friend? Next up, Ironheart. All right. So we've already gotten a pleasant introduction. Um, don't want to talk too much about it. Yeah, um, let's let's talk about it more in the context of what is about her character specifically. I think it's... The things we learn about Riri Williams. Well, we learn that she's insanely intelligent. Yeah. To a point where, you know, MIT... Almost undermining... Yeah, forget breezing through MIT. Yeah. Shuri's impressed by her. Almost undermining MIT. Like, where they're stealing her work. Yeah, no, definitely undermining MIT. Yeah. For sure. Like, uh, again, the more impressive anecdote here is that Shuri is impressed by her. Which doesn't happen. Yeah, does not. She yeah. you, she calls people's you know, their their technology cute. She she tells Bruce Banner she, he tried his best. Yeah, like you did your Bruce best. Fucking Banner. Yeah, yeah. Who's the, again widely regarded as one of the smartest human beings yep. on earth? 
Um, yeah. uh, her stuff visually doesn't land that well for me in Wakanda Forever. So yeah. I'm hoping they clean that up in terms of the presentation. I agree. By her series, which yeah. you know I think is likely there'll be she's much more centric to her show, obviously. So there'll be more time spent on it overall. I would think. I think just the because it's an early on, um, much like Iron Man yeah. suits um, no, it's evolved her, it's her over the Mach years. One. It's her Mach One. Um, it was bulky. Well, then it's her Mach Two. Yeah. Yeah. Even that one's less impressive. Right. I but, actually, and then she can't take that one with her. No. Um, but I think that that brings us back to maybe where we end in Ironheart, where, you know, she finds herself back in Wakanda, if only to, you know, get herself back into that. Oh, you think she goes back to Wakanda by the end of, uh, of Ironheart? I would say by the end, if not by the middle. Interesting. Okay. I because didn't... I don't see a, a series here where... She makes it through an entire series without a building another suit, um, or b realizing what she's actually physically able to build with what she has the means to gather is going to be enough for her to do what it is that her objective is within that series. And I think that that's part of it is trying to get back to Wakanda. And I think that that causes the I think that that may cause the dilemma that she ends up in. And that's almost trying to force her way over into Wakanda. And with as reclusive as they can be, that causes a, a rift, possibly. Okay. Interesting. Um, I had not thought her story would go that direction, but I'm interested. It, it definitely could and would be a, a cool and welcome way for that story to go. I actually picture her story, and this actually didn't come to me until like a week ago as I was thinking back on Wakanda Forever, uh, I picture her story, her nemeses, her rivals, uh, her big obstacle is whatever government agency had her doing the work she was doing on that at MIT. Yeah, trying to be, like, e- essentially... Who was, who was really paying for her to do this thing that they could... This, who was really paying this 19 or 20 or 21-year-old girl, however old she is, to do the work that these grown scientists couldn't do. I think that's the real adversaries here. And I think she finds out just how shady the people that were using her own technology are. And maybe even we get, I'm, I'm hoping perhaps even we get some more machine action up in here as uh yeah, roadie yeah. roadie hangs out yeah i'm like this could roadie ties in could be some armor war setup action i think it Ooh, yeah one of my favorite future announcements now that armor, armor war is a movie now yeah that's 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 dope. hype yeah. that's an upgrade you can't you can't put don Cheadle down no nah, man you can't He's been He's in too many of these movies. Force this, yeah. his way right back yeah. into it as he always did. Yeah. Just fucking Don Cheadle. We so, love Don Cheadle around these parts. Fucking Captain uh, Captain Planet, man. Um, oh, dude, the best Captain Planet. <laughs> the best Captain Planet. <laughs> I still want a full length version of that so bad. Please, dear God, John, Don Cheadle, if you are hearing this ever, please. Slash Seth Rogen's production company. Oh my God, that that's a match made in heaven. Yeah, there it is. That's the movie. I, I, don't, I have no further plot details than that. doesn't need to be anything other than that. They it's... can figure the rest out from there. <laughs> <laughs> I believe in them beyond that. That's it. So back to Ironheart. Yeah. I, even, I think even if we go into your, your thought process on that, the end result is these people were, their, their intent was we want vibranium and we want it for ourselves. 
And you have to wonder if somehow that doesn't ultimately lead her to- po- pointing towards Wakanda. Because it, it very clearly, you don't want nothing to do with Atlantis. Nah, man. Like, well, Atlanta, Atlantis is now being protected by Wakanda anyway. Correct. We don't even know what that really means. But we know they have hella cloaking technology. We uh, so and we ultimately know the America. Most of the Americans don't believe in Atlantis still. Well, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> What's the name of the city? Uh, I'm I'm thinking to to I am probably thinking of the you know uh, Mayan temple or Mayan city, but it's something like that because. I'm also probably mixing it up with Namor's technical we're gonna, name. We're just going to use the... Uh, we're just going to use the... Uh, the old Google. Yeah, yeah. What is the name of the underwater city in Wakanda Forever? Talokan. Talokan. We're dancing around it. Dance, but yeah. Uh, Talokan is being protected by Wakanda now. So like it could be being cloaked. Uh, none of the Americans believe... That Talokan is real, but in that same breath, they all even think if it was they the don't, Wakandans. right? If they don't believe it's real, if they believe Wakanda has it, um, or it, it, again, it was just some kind of like plot, basically to divert them. All eyes are on Wakanda. Yeah. So it very well could even be too where she's trying to warn them, like these guys are still coming after it. Yeah. They don't care, and it's it, it, as they. It, so b- lovely point out the United States loves to shove its nose where it doesn't belong. Oh man, that, this movie points that out really. That 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 court scene is great. Thank you, the, Ryan Coogler. Yeah, that court scene in tandem with like the Dora Milaje just whooping ass on those invaders and then bringing them in alive and captive. So good, especially because yeah, the bald fucker with the beard. Oh yeah, oh he's a shithead, real piece of shit. That man, oh, we uh, have scroll wait. watch in that scene. A big, sc- he's a big scroll watch. Yeah, there's at least three characters in that courtroom that were scrolls. Absolutely, minimum. amongst those government officials and everything else, bare minimum three, more likely five to ten. Is the the French delegate as well? For sure, big sure. Uh, yeah. yeah, oh yeah, so many potential scrolls up in that courtroom. Yeah, so. I, either way, um, Ironheart, kind of on the opposite end of Echo for me, and prior to Wakanda Forever, was kind of one that I was lazy on, where I'm like, I don't really know what I think about this, but uh, her character <laughs> was awesome. I love her edge. Like, I love the her her just attitude. Like, she's got such a similar <laughs> personality to Shuri. Like, watching those two together um, in the brief time that we really got with them together, I think it's just wonderful. And I think to get her kind of elevator, throw her on a series here, to your point, like, the origin thing, we can skip past that. Yeah, it's groovy. We don't really need too much of that. And we'll probably get a little... She's a woman that was able to design an Iron Man-like suit. We'll probably get a little bit more of that and what, you know, what led her to there, what her, you know, family life is like, things like that, but... They're in Chicago. But we, you know, to that, you know, to that effect, I think that this one's going to work really well. I'm very excited for Ironheart. Yeah, I am as well. Uh, I think the actress in the limited screen time she gets in Wakanda Forever does a good job in the role. Yep. Uh, excited to see her in it more thoroughly. Uh, excited to see what type of cast they surround her with. Because, you know, as you know, 
listeners, we love some non-powered individuals surrounding it. So I'm excited to see what type of league members are going to be surrounding her over at MIT. Are we going to get a uh, guy in chair type of person? Oh, we're are we going to meet the most iconic guy in chair in the Marvel Cinematic Universe who also happens to attend MIT now? We're going to get Ned a, Leeds. We're going to get a gang of two for Ned this Leeds, man. are you out here? Are we going to get some Ned Leeds over here? Just saying, you know, just like nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Disney, like you're welcome. Just, just a little reminder. Hey, hey, nudge, nudge. Hey, maybe she becomes pals with uh, old MJ. I would have easier money on Ned Leeds over MJ, only because Zendaya is such a superstar now. It's fair, but like, I, I mean, they're both there. There's some uh, interesting people floating around MIT right now in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. According to you know basic laws of uh, well whether it's uh, obviously with Ned and uh, Riri Williams it's not a money thing but um, you know with your ties in there with uh, with Tony MIT things like that I think mm-hmm. it's just a very it, it seems to be a, a hot spot for future superheroes uh, naturally speaking you know they have well, it's access the nerdiest to of the nerds in our country the smartest people yeah. generally speaking. Um, that it just makes a, a ton of sense. Ned Leeds, it's an interesting one, that's but my I think wi- that's that, my that, wi- that makes a lot of sense. That's my wish list item. Yeah. I mean, you know. Uh, <laughs> he needs a new good friend. He needs a new good friend, man. He, he doesn't know anymore. it. Well, you know, but. I, I do, that's a thing. I, I know we're trying not to do too much Phase 4 stuff here, but I do love that aspect of the ending, as heartbreaking as the ending of No Way Home is. No, it hurts. But it seems that MJ and Ned become, like, stay besties. Even with no Peter as like an intermediary in there, like the way they regard each other in that one little scene we get, of course, uh, seems to be super court or like super close. So I love that. I love that for the two of them that they're both off to MIT together as besties. That's delightful. Kind of allows Peter a little bit of uh, more acceptance yeah. as he they're happy leaves on. Yeah, that's the like he sees that like- they're happy and that they get to go to MIT because they don't know him and now they'll just be safe of all Spider-Man shenanigans because they don't know him. Sorry, Phase Four stuff again. We'll talk about that more for and- us next week and for you guys on the previous episode. But yeah, any uh, any last thoughts on Ironheart? That's all I got. The MIT connections. That's that's what I'm my big big pull. More Ned Leeds, people. More Ned Leeds. And let's get some more doofy, uh, you know, people that need her to do her their homework for her, and she makes money off of them all doing it. I'm I'm here for that too. You can just keep doing that. Here for it. All right. It was Agatha all along. All right, and I could use without the without the taglines, but I know you love that shit. So oh, hey, this, that I, song's a banger, and you know it. It's not. Um, but how dare you, sir? I hate that stuff. All of it. It's just all poop. even Agatha all along. Can't do it. Banger. Not good. This guy, man. So, but I just uh, side note here: uh, the Wednesday Adams series. Uh, her little like the dance that she does at one point. By the way, I know Derek, you have not seen this yet. No, that's okay. You can. T- that's fine. You can say it. Anyway. I'm not giving anything away here, other than that there is an incredibly wonderful choreographed dance with the um, actress that plays uh, Wednesday that I found absolutely delightful. And it's during a song that I just cannot stand, which made it even that much more impressive to me. So, yes, I have seen a something that I thought... Is it Paint It Black? It is not, actually, um, even though they do throw that in there a little bit. I had had only heard that there was an interesting Paint It Black cover, so I was wondering if they were one of the same. It's a cello cover. 
Um, and I, uh, for the record as well, I love the song Painted Black, one of the very few songs by that band that I do like. Um, but no, the song is called Goo Goo Mash. Um, if you can imagine just by the, the title of that, it's not up my alley. It's not sad and dark enough. Um, but uh, her dance to that is flawless, and it's awesome. Um, so outside of that, we can go back to Agatha all along. Um, Agatha, Agatha Coven, Coven of Chaos. Chaos. So, Derek, where are you at on this one? What do you think? What? Oh, scale of one to ten, I'm a twelve in excitement. Yeah, like, this is a full on twelve. Catherine Hahn is one of those people in Hollywood for me that as I will just watch whatever work they do as a performer. Period. Like yeah. Catherine Hahn's in a project, I'm just going to watch it. Yeah. I think she's such a captivating performer. I think she's such a generous actor on screen with with whomever she's sharing the screen with. I think she makes other people better around her. Like, incredible performance in WandaVision. One of the things that carries that show, like, I mean, one of many things. I love that show. But she is such a fucking revelation in that series. One of the things that if you were to take it out of that and replace it with anybody else, it doesn't work. Oh, yeah. Well, this spinoff doesn't exist without that. Like, it's no, she, hence she, she made her oh, own yeah. spinoff. She is that dope that they're like, oh, yeah, we've got to do more of that. And I guess soon, add it to the schedule. Let's go. So uh, for it, so, It's awesome. For those of us who kind of understand the origins of the Darkhold... Um, and things like that. Do we think that this is more of an introduction to everything that surrounds that and possibly a little bit more backstory within it? I think it's more about the coven-like magic she, that is her origin, less because the Darkhold is destroyed currently across the multiverse. Correct, but we're going, if I'm not correct, we're essentially going backwards here, is correct? Is this a backwards story? I think it is because it, what it what exactly happened to Agatha? She's just imprisoned in her like sitcom form by Wanda at the end. So Wanda dies. Quote dies and quote, quote dies. So could Wanda's spell break when that happens? So she kind of just like wakes up in suburbia and she's like, "Oh shit, I'm Agatha again." I I should get out of here. In Multiverse of Madness, did she not say, though, I, albeit this was within that, that walking scene of her in the apple orchard or whatever it is where she's basically yeah, saying, like... Yeah, the apple orchard that's just roasted trees. Yeah, I quit doing that. Like, I stopped. Did she? Yeah, she's lying. Yeah. So she's lying there, but, like, right. realistically, of, of the things that she is lying about, did she keep that whole thing going? And, yeah, if she's got her trapped in there... Maybe we see. I would think that this is going to be more backstory. Interesting. So back in time. Go back to the beginning. We don't have a very. We don't. We don't really have a whole lot of information on um, that Coventry um, and that uh, the, the the roots of sure. you know uh, of those character or of that. Like is, I want to say Wiccan, uh, witchery, whatever you want to call that there. Um, we don't have a whole lot of backstory to that. And no, I don't. wonder if that's what we're – like I said, I, I could see where we could probably end up forward as well. But I, I, I think we spend a lot of time in the past. See, I'm, a, I'm on the reverse side of this where I think it's mostly forward with a slight glimpse to the past. Interesting. Uh, I think it's mostly breaking free from the spell – and encountering, like, uh, this is the continued exploration of 
magic of this variety on Earth and the way it's used and the kind of laws that define it ultimately. Hmm. In my opinion. Uh, notably, Aubrey Plaza has been cast. Yeah. Which just makes like so much happiness in my heart. I love Aubrey Plaza so much. If you've ever listened to my sitcom fandom podcast, After the Laugh Track, I guarantee you've heard me rant about Aubrey Plaza. Our very first episode of After the Laugh Track, we did a build a dream sitcom fantasy draft in which we each drafted characters from different sitcoms to build a dream new show. My, I had the number one pick overall and took her character from Parks and Rec because I just... I, April Ludgate is a... Re- fucking amazing character i went number one overall with her and had no regrets about it because aubrey plaza is amazing i wouldn't either she she's fantastic in everything that she does but she was <laughs> she provided very 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 many laughs for me throughout parks and rec so yeah uh, yeah it's 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 amazing so like these two together plus whatever other cast they have surrounding it bunch of magic hijinks Agatha's still a villain, so like this is Well think about this, this is the most villainous character we've had centric to a Marvel project. Like this is the closest we have to like a true villain story outside of Infinity War, which is a Thanos movie. And I'll put this out there too, like to, to, not to you know, beat a de- or a horse to death with the Aubrey Plaza stuff, but she was really, really good in Legion. She's familiar with these comic role-esque stories. Her, in the first season of that show, she is absolutely terrifying. Um, To put her into this role is almost, like, tailor-made. Like, I don't know how, like, to put her and Catherine, her, like, downtrodden, like, sarcastic is the perfect antithesis of... Catherine Hans, over the top, um, very uh, just boisterous, funny. Doesn't have to throw that like dark sarcasm at all. Yeah. Um, they are light and dark versions of humor. Yeah. Um, going back and f- I, I, it's rumored that Aubrey Plaza will be playing an antig- antagonistic character opposite Catherine Hans Agatha, which. <laughs> Which is interesting. I like I said, I'm I'm curious if this is turning Agatha into an anti-hero or if this is literally a villain story. Like yeah. there's like because if it's in it if if it's actually a villain story, then that makes Aubrey Plaza heroic technically. If or does that just make them two just, opposing evils? It could just make them evils that just hate each other. Yeah. Because that can happen. Of and course, yeah. I was just reading something today about like um how it, the villain, you know, villain centric things just end up being they, they fall flat because eventually whoever is opposing them, you know, usually beats them. And then it just it stops being it, it just stops being that where if you have two very strong villain types that can go back and forth at each other and create an actual like a grudge, there isn't really anybody to root for because they're both doing they're both bad. Yeah, it's just which one is worse than the other one and which one do you relate to more? Um, and in, in, <laughs> with, with Agatha, what her whole point was or what she was trying to do within WandaVision and then knowing how uh, Aubrey Plaza generally plays a character, you very well could have two people just on different levels. One being 
more secretly devious than the other, just being obviously devious, um, I think could just really set up a one of the very first where you have two true villains just basically fighting off with each other because there isn't a real heroic end to it. It's just bad. This one's a She-Hulk level sleeper in terms of how sweet it could be compared to expectation. Like, I don't think there's a ton of expectation on this series, and I think it could be one of the elite level things of Phase 5. I think as we get closer to it, though, I think people will start looking at more yeah. as an elite level series because I think it's just being slept on right now because sure, of so far the recency away. bias. Um, it's not as recent as people might like to think. And, you know, uh, WandaVision back in February 2021 feels like ancient Forever. history now. That feels like so long ago now. I Yeah. So I, I think that it honestly just continues to gain steam as we get closer to it. But this is, this is one that I've got and I have had since they announced it as being one of my, you know, top look forward to. Um, I, th- I think it's going to be great. Me too. And we're down to the last three projects of Phase 5. We're almost through Phase 5. <clears throat> what a phase it's been. What a ride. What a phase. What a ride. Having a good time. Oh, yeah. Uh, Daredevil, Born Again. It's interesting the way that they have this all set up, but um, because I think Daredevil will be the one that's most furthest removed um, from everything really going on in Phase Five. Um, Prediction-wise, it's 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 street as good level. of a it's as good as a, not only a street level, but almost as good as a standalone. Um, you're probably going to get some ties in, obviously, where we had mentioned earlier with Echo, um, but. You're, you're rebuilding. Um, I don't know how many... It's not like they're going to jump into this and all of a sudden Matt Murdock and Foggy Nelson are friends again. And they've already been started their own firm. And like they're already just going at it. Like, or... If they do, but it would be so... No, but uh, again, it's, it's a multiverse. It's not... This is not the same Earth. That's That's fair. This is 100% not the same Earth. This is 100% a different Matt Murdock. So he and a different Foggy Nelson could have a running, well-established law firm going. He's across the country in She-Hulk practicing law in San Francisco for some reason. Correct. Um, in that, or in LA, that, whichever city in California they're in. I don't remember exactly. And how that ties in ultimately will be very interesting to find out. Um, but... And it didn't seem like a very corporate client he was working for. He was going after the rich guy. Correct. Which, surprise, surprise. Of course, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, I would be, because I, I believe uh, this, um, Deborah, Ann, or Deborah Ann Wool um, also reprising her role. So, th- thus far, she has not been announced. Um, I thought I just saw that the other day, but I could I be would wrong. Ho- I would fucking hope so with all of my heart. It was Matt, or so it was Charlie. I know Foggy. Yeah, I know that for sure. There was one other one though, and I want to say it was her. But um, either way, I because if we're so naturally speaking, because unless this is unless Foggy and Matt Murdock meet each other a different way than what we had originally known them as, as being, you know, old, old friends as it is. She, she was last quoted on November 17th saying, as of now, I am not a part of it. Hmm. Okay. So that just, I'll leave that where it's at then. Um, but that said, 
Oh, but now I'm seeing another clip from 11 hours ago that says Karen pa- uh, Tavaran will back as Karen Page. So, yeah, we'll have to look through our <laughs> yeah. sources there and yeah. see what we find. But um, all in all, I-, I think that this one's pretty cut and dry. I think you're getting not what we're going to call a reboot. Like you said, there, this is a different Earth, different different thing altogether. But um, that chemistry. So I think uh, with you would get glimpses of that Matt or the Matt Murdock that we're seeing now. You got glimpses of it, sure. And it was like it that was, was the buried thing under more tragedy, correct? And, and that's trauma. It's the thing that's not going to bother me about it though, because that was never a problem for me. Um, I did like all of the you know the traumatic darkness of the original Daredevil or Devil series. Oh, it's wonderful. I think it's wonderful. I think it really works, but. The quirky, you know, Matt Murdock, funny, you know, bordering on, you know, dark sarcasm. Um, I'm, he- I fully love it. Yeah. I-, I think it- it'll make it easier for Foggy to kind of bounce off of him a little bit. Um, and the actor who played um, Foggy there. I just think that I-, I don't know that you really need to like reinvent this a whole lot. No, I agree with you so, in that regard for sure. Uh, d- would it be interesting? Uh, it, it may be early on, and I'm just wishful thinking here, but is this where we get at the end, like, uh, a teaser for Johnny Bernthal coming back as the Punisher? I mean, all things are on the table. It seems like people would basically want all of the Defenders, Sans, the obvious, uh, Iron Fist, back. Like, it seems like everyone, like, everyone, the fans pretty much love the rest of those heroes. Like... I know if Jessica Jones is coming back, I want it to be Kristen Ritter. I confidently know that. Yeah, that's one where I I could consider a recast. Not to say that I, I, I don't have anything personally against Kristen Ritter. I I just have a problem with that. the The character in particular, and just the it, uh, it almost seemed try hard. You know, when I actually think she's at her best in the Defenders, which is like admittedly not yeah. good. <clears throat> You're like, admittedly, the show Defenders is not good, but I think her performance as Jessica Jones is the, the best potential of what she could be, like, on a team. Like, get her amongst main Avengers groups. Get her in the cut being dry, sarcastic, too cool for everyone, and drunk all the time. And I think she's a great addition. So that is when she was at her best, albeit the first season was great, but I think... I, I, and I'm not saying this in any, you know, again... Uh, part of that is just because of David Tennant. Skip the misogynistic part of the woman can't be the best part of the show, but, like, I think that she played really well off of da- David Tennant. That villain performance is special. Yeah, it's it, it very special. By the way, uh, John Bernthal is reportedly returning as the Punisher on Disney+. Plus, So, um, very well could be a spot where... And it doesn't have to be anything big, but just some kind of, like, nod to it. Because we know we're getting that down the pipeline. Yeah. I think that that's become a thing. So Another step toward the Midnight Suns. Yes. So with that, all, all that said, it also says something to the other part of, you know, many others have hoped to see characters such as Kristen Ritter's Jessica Jones appear. Yeah, I mean... I think we're going to get Jessica Jones either way. Um, I, I'm also curious, and not to jump down the Defenders route too much, but like, you know, with Luke Cage, I mean, first season... Good again, probably better because of the villain. First um, season for an entire eight-ish episodes is great. It is. 
and then the back half of the first season trickles off some, and a certain elements of season two are really good, but as a whole, it's pretty rough. Yeah, it gets it gets bad. Um, but that's that's like you said. I wouldn't even mind seeing it like we get to a Luke Cage and Jessica Jones that are already married. Like, skip a lot of their origin stuff and skip yeah. their younger stuff and have them, like, older, powered, and kind of in hiding. Like, you can even kind of have them just, like, staying under the radar with their powers and, like, married and happy and just, like, avoiding the public eye with their abilities entirely. It would make sense for both of them. It would make a ton of sense for both of them. Both of those characters are not people that ever wanted anything to do with having those powers. Right. Uh, most certainly Jessica Jones, but um, <clears throat> Luke back, for different reasons, but this yes. is the same in that level. But back to again, back to Daredevil. I think just very simple. I think it's going to be very, uh, very straight to the point. We're going to get a lot more. I think of the. I, I honestly think that they might try to fuck with people a bit and make it a lot more about the law side and make it a lot more about Matt Murdock as a lawyer. Um, you you see some of the street level stuff, him going and beating up robbers. Season like, one of the Netflix show and the Frank Castle parts of season two definitely stay on the lawyer bit a good amount, but those episodes also run longer than the Disney Plus shows. Are good. Like Disney is not doing hour long episodes of Daredevil, especially if, if that eighteen thing is really true. It, we're talking twenty five. De- yeah, you're minutes. talking twenty five minutes. Yeah, yeah, like. We're talking 25 minutes with 13 minutes of credits here, boys. Uh, yeah. That's what... That's what um, man, they love them some long credits, my don't, man. Don't Ooh, get me started baby. on that. I see a Disney Plus runtime, and I'm like, all right, shave 15 off. That's what we're talking about now, even on the series. It drives me nuts, but we'll... Yeah, I gotta hit the international credits for five minutes at the end. If you're not doing the international credits in 20 different languages, what are you even doing? You know? Yeah, let's just put these people's names up on the screen so we can act like we actually gave a shit that they did any of this. That's right. And so nobody watches it. Yeah, but well, that part will drift to the lower corner, and you can read about why you should watch Iron Man two, or add to the or add to the part where Disney doesn't just automatically skip to the next episode like every other streaming service. Nah, man, run them credits. I hate you, Mouse. <laughs> the Mouse, the House of Mouse. Damn it, bastard! We love you good, but we fu- we hate you, but we love your products. Yeah, there's yeah, that's it is what it is. But. All right, so yeah, projects left though. Daredevil, because I agree. I mean, what do you really? I mean, honestly, what is your off the wall predict? Do you have any off the wall prediction for that? Because I I really don't. I mean, you know, maybe throw a scroll in the cut somewhere. <laughs> Foggy is a scroll, um, or, or, or stick. You know, we'll we'll throw a stick, stick in there. He can scroll. come hang out, or uh, you know, the 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 guy that he that he visits at the church all the time, like whatever that. He's, I just don't see any reason for surprises. It's can we get not, Rosario Dawson back, also, please? Yes, please, Night Nurse. Yeah. Hey, can we just have Rosario Dawson in everything? I want Misty Knight with the metal arm back too. We don't even Actually, need to have her arm get cut off again, like in Defenders. Just like kind of did me. her dirty because Misty Knight so was dirty. great. Well, and she was getting set up. She and Colleen Wing were definitely getting set up for their own thing too. But it all just went sideways at the end there, so that didn't move forward. But Can, like, do Colleen Wing? Yeah, do Colleen Wing? Colleen uh, Wing do her service. With Misty Knight with the metal arm. Let's fucking go. Yeah, let's do that. I don't like, even need Danny in the cut at all. No Danny Rand required. Just Colleen Wing and Misty. 
Cutting it up, having a good time. Yeah, you've already ruined Danny Rand at this point with Finn Finn Jones Finn Jones. Whatever the fuck. His Whatever name the is. fuck his name is. Fuck it. Fuck that. Fuck that whole thing. Again, fucking Game of Thrones actors. Fuck you. Yeah. Uh, actually, uh, yeah. Game of Thrones actors in fucking Marvel are batting a piss poor average. It's ugly. It's not going well it's ugly across the as board. Hell. Uh, Peter I, Dinklage is the only one that's been successful, and he's done it twice. <laughs> Where they made him a giant. Um, well, yeah, and so and in uh, Days of Future Past, also he's good in that, and he's good as a giant. Yeah, I'll Peter Dinklage, that. the lone success story in Marvel. Because Peter Dinklage is also a good actor. Oh yeah, that's right. He's a good actor. Yeah, good call. So smart. Best of luck to you, Kit Harrington. Um, I mean, the, the Kit Harrington thing is just irrelevant because he's the 14th main character I'm supposed to pay attention to in a brand new story. So like, But just wait, because they're going to fucking throw him in his own movie at some point. Oh, he's getting his... I, I, I would bet on a show over movie for, for the... Probably. Uh, for the Ebony Knight. So, anyways, so moving on. Daredevil, we oh, both agreed on. One last Daredevil question for you. Um, outside of Kingpin, what villains do you expect to see? Because I, I would just kind of presume Deadshot. I mean, I don't, you know... I'm right, right there with you. I mean, we've already burnt the, you know, burnt the tires off Electra. Um, Kingpin just seems obvious because that's just gonna happen. It has to happen. Uh, yeah, Punisher that's at some and Joker stuff like they're just tied together at the hip. They're they're just they're connected. I think the only real thing I can really predict here is that like in terms of like the Punisher because it's gonna happen. Um, those two characters. I just wonder if this time. It doesn't start off as a battle between them. If there's some kind of just like unknown, like we're fighting the same thing and there's no reason for us to, you know, start off on the wrong foot. Like if, if we get it, like I said, a more measured Punisher via Disney, because they're not going to, I don't think that they're just going to throw in a bloodthirsty killing machine. Yeah, it's, I that is actually a point of nervousness for me in the House of Mouse is how deluded of a Punisher are we going to come across? We're going to find out with Deadpool before we probably find out with uh, the Punisher. That's true. That's a great point. Deadpool will be our first glimpse at that. What are you going to do with Deadpool? Are you going to censor out every bullet that goes through somebody's chest that spurts blood? Are you not going to show when people lose limbs? Um, if you do that, Disney... You will be killing yourself. There's no point in making the movie. Don't do it. Just the, it's just like the Deadpool. Like PG-13 save your three hundred million cut. dollars. I, I don't, just don't need make it. Movie. Yep. Don't do it. We don't. I actually enjoyed. I actually enjoyed that. That overall for what it was, uh, but as more so, just I. I thought his chemistry with uh, what's his name, Fred Savage, was just funny. Like I just, it's more so like I'd rather give me the original cut ten times out of ten, but add in the Fred Savage dialogues between. And then just keep the rest of the movie the same. Because I do think those dialogues are funny. Yeah, it's... I, and I get that. I think I just... For me, I, I'll be... I'm, I'm just going to be that stubborn comic guy. And say that, like... I don't want to watch my characters that are unfiltered and unadulterated... Um, be turned into PG-13, you know, 
just you have the rest of the MCU to be PG thirteen. Let Deadpool be Deadpool. Ex- exactly. You in from what I've heard, and with the merging of like, eventually you're going to see Hulu and Disney Plus all it just get crammed into Disney Plus um, with a separate section. Yeah, that's where this needs to go. Like you can still throw those in. I don't mind Deadpool being involved. In a PG-13 film. Oh, yeah. Deadpool can be in the other stuff, but the Deadpool movies have to be R-rated. Same with The Punisher. I don't have a problem with that, but I don't want that as the focal point for that character. And if you're going to essentially neuter those those stories to, I don't know, fulfill fan service, you're not fulfilling fan service. You're just going to piss people off. So that's my that's my end point on that's that. It? So no, it's a strong end point. Buddy. That's it. Did a, it's a it's a great end point, and we have two films to go now to wrap it up. That's the last of the series for Phase Five <laughs> as they're announced thus far. Um, I still expect there to be a What If season two. There is. I know it's been being worked on. There's just not a slot for it. It's on there. I'm not going to even start with that because I'll tell you personally. It's not a priority for me either. Uh, I enjoyed some of the episodes of What If. I, I enjoyed them all enough to be happy I watched them all, but there's only a few that really resonate in a way that I'd want to rewatch them. I have not watched any of them. You and should I probably won't. You should only watch the ones. That you, you should absolutely watch the Guardian slash Chadwick Boseman centric ones because the gift of Chadwick Boseman's last performances are buried in that. That's fair. Yeah, no, those, those you, couple you make a good them. point. I literally cried when I heard his voice. I was oh, just like, damn it. I was because well, I was like, oh, fuck, it's actually him. Yeah, well, if you cried, then it's just gonna, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyways. Th- those episodes are worth it, even if you don't watch the whole series, those episodes are worth it. Anyway, I expect a season two of What If in there. We also know the X Men animated series, uh, continuation or reboot or whatever that is, X Men 93 or whatever, is coming. Uh, again, I've got a level of excitement for that that's nostalgia-based, but uh, I don't consider that amongst main MCU canon that we're discussing here currently. So Phase 5, we're leaving to the live-action properties. Yep. Um, I also imagine another holiday special or two will come around with the success of both Werewolf by Midnight and the Guardians holiday special. Werewolf by Midnight. Again, if you have not watched it, watch it. It is incredibly fun. I finally watched it a couple fun. weeks ago. I was late to the party, but I finally got to watch it. It is incredibly fun. It's really good. It's just from start to finish with something that you don't have to be fully... Weird, campy, horror it's stuff just, that's a ton of fun. Even for being weird and campy, it, like, it really just... It, it hits on all cylinders. So definitely watch that. It's fun. Are you Ted? <laughs> oh, I love Ted. I do too. I just love... I knew you would. Oh yeah. my I love Ted too. God. We'll get into that in our Phase 4 discussion anyway, last week yeah. for people. Take Groot and just yeah. Yup, Ted's yeah. A, Ted's a gem. He's a gem. But uh, yeah, man, last two projects here. Starting first with Captain America: New World Order. NWO, brother. Ooh yeah, Hulk Hogan <laughs> makes his MCU debut. Runs in and hits him in the face with a steel chair, brother. Then paints NWO on his back. <laughs> and no, right on the cap shield. I'm sorry. He paints NWO on the Captain America shield, of course. And the actual uh, well, pl- plot of the whole movie is how weird everybody else thinks that it is that he keeps hitting on his daughter. Yeah, people do find it really <laughs> uncomfortable. <laughs> it's true, brother. Or uh, dates everybody that looks like his... A- anyways, um, so Captain America, New World Order. So we finally get Sam... Oh. As a Captain America in a film. That's right, baby. Sam Wilson, our Captain America. Uh, oh, Cap, our Cap. 
Love to see it. Pumped up. Uh, you know, we're hoping to see our our league member, Amigo Torres, happen there. Uh, I did not mean to say Amigo in relation <laughs> to his being, name being Torres. I just used the word Amigo a lot. Derek bad, has everybody. been using the word. He, he has referred to people as Amigos. That are as white long and other as I have as well. known him, this goes back to seventh grade. So, to his point, this is not a cover up for Derek here. This is just something that he does, and it just so happened to be with somebody who is of that ethnic. <laughs> the timing was poor for my but, dropping of Amigo and Torres with each other. I do think that it's worth noting. So, <laughs> thanks for noting that for me, buddy. Yeah. But yeah, our pal Torres is probably going to be graduating up out of the league in this film. That's my, that's one of my guesses for the movie. Uh, getting himself a Falcon suit. Do you think Red Wing comes back? I I just lump Red Wing in as part of the artillery of the Falcon suit, so I would say yes. But does Red Wing have fealty to Sam still, or does Red Wing allow somebody else? As, as as adorable as I find Red Wing, it's not sentient. It's just like a programmed thing that's going to run. But everybody else hates him. Not everyone else. They all bitch about him all the time. They actually do. Yeah, as I think back, actually, yeah, no no one else is cool about Red Wing. No, he, he always has to like except defend for Torres. it. Yeah, except for Torres. So yeah. maybe maybe that's part of it. it. Yeah, yeah. That, where they're yeah. like, you have to take ownership of this thing because nobody else will. Yeah, everyone else thinks it sucks. See, at some point in there, Torres just sitting in the corner petting it, like Red Wing, you're perfect. We're like, you know, Sam Cap. I, I'm gonna have. I, I can't wait until I can just call him Cap. Um, I don't know if we'll ever be able to get there, but like, I hope it gets to that point. Yeah. But I could just see a scene. Where you know he's separated from the shield, and you know he's laying there on the ground. He needs he needs some help, and Red Wing just comes in and drops in, grabs the shield, and drops it off on him, and like love it. Bam! He rolls over, holds the shield out his cap. You know a big cap just moment. Just as something's like swinging down, about to hit him, yeah. and he blocks it just in time, thanks to Red Wing. Yeah, yeah, I love it. No, you're painting a beautiful picture for me here, buddy. And then that would introduce the next series, uh, next Marvel series. Red Wing, Red the Wing. animated holiday special. <laughs> no. <laughs> I just took a guess. Red, Red Wing and the Shield. Ooh, just just a weird <laughs> robot flying around with the shield. That's it. I gotta tell you, buddy, I'm on board with most of your uh, spinoff ideas. I don't think this one has legs. I hate to be I hate to be the bearer. No, neither one of them have legs. Oh, ha. nice. Yeah, because they're a but robot and a shield. Just just think about it. Like six episodes. I, <laughs> just I, I, I will think about it. I will. I'll mull it over. Well, we'll see where I land. I'll let you know next time. Just a still frame. Of just like Red Wing and the Shield just sitting on like a park bench in the background. Like elevator music. There's nothing. Nothing else. It's beautiful. It's whimsical stuff, truly. So, what do we think? What are we looking at here as a overall plot? Where are we going with this? Like, what are your predictions for um, it? Where- so, one of the predictions is that the. Uh, the thinker, as he's regarded, uh, is regarded from all the way back in the Incredible Hulk, oh. is the main villain of this. So that's one of the big rumors that I find interesting. That we're going super old school pullback here with this villain all these years later. Curious to see how they fill that time gap for this person. That's like a twenty year gap for this person, essentially. Um, a villain of high intellect. I do appreciate the villains of like super high intelligence in this Marvel world. Uh, mm-hmm. Especially for someone like Sam, who's not super powered himself. No. This is a cap who's of super virtue. Per, pure effort. 
but yeah, pure effort-based hero <coughs> with a dope shield and some technology. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I think that makes for a really interesting thing. Um, I think we'll see some continuation of uh, fuck, uh, Sam's grandson. Grandson or son? I mean, or nephew or great nephew? To, yeah, nephew. I think. I think it was like great nephew or not. Yeah. Sam, not. I'm sorry, not Sam's. Uh, what the old guys? He oh. from Falcon and Winter. I'm sorry, I said Sam when I was. I know. I yeah. I know what you mean now. I, yeah, uh, that dude's great too. nephew or grandson or right. whomever that is. Um, I presume that kid's on his way to being a superhero for sure. Like, I think I you're just, right. You know, I just have to presume. So I would say some seeds of that get planted. I would say a continuation of those two characters comes along in this movie. I would think and hope. Um, maybe we get some more sharing up in this joint. I don't know. I don't know how many pieces of the Thunderbolts puzzle get put into place in this film. That's the hard part here because we have n- right before when you have a a, a title. So just looking at you know new world order i don't think that's to be taken lightly um at all i think that that's a very strong title um and i think that overall i'm gonna go back on to my high horse of government corruption um you know whether that be you know you have the thinker there somebody that is you know again manipulating that you know the media or whatever that may be um I want to pile on to this point momentarily real quick and then let you continue on to Yeah, it. go for it. At this point, the corruption is spread into so many different organizations, too. Right. The world is the most fractured we've seen it in this Marvel canon over the events of Phase 4 and into Phase 5. And we imagine we're going to see more ways that the world gets splintered rather than united by the time we get to this film as well. But continue on with your point. It's just, uh, it's just such a split, splintered and... Uh, separated areas of power all across the world, both on the surface and in the background. Which, what alien race would do a really good job of, I don't know, blending into a lot of different agencies in a fractured Earth? Uh, I'm Korg. A Korg. <laughs> Korg. Korg, because of all the splits, like in rocks. <laughs> Korg, right? That's what you were trying to get me to say? Yeah, it's 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 Korg. Um, Korg has infiltrated the United States government. He's, he's smart enough to. Um, but With his husband and their part, <laughs> and their baby. And their rock pile. Um, Dwayne the Rock Dwayne. and their rock pile baby. Infiltrated. Rockwoman. Um, I, I was thinking more on the line of scrolls. Oh, um, yeah, that makes more sense. Let's see, yeah, let's see so what you did there. Divide and conquer. Um, but while that all that turmoil is going on, what better way to kind of infiltrate even further? And I've thought of Falcon and the Winter Soldier and Falcon um, in those projects. I Actually, if I went back and watched um, the Captain America movies again um, soon, I bet I could probably come up with more scroll um, fodder. You know, people that I think are probably scroll. Um, but I think that this is a good spot for that. Because eventually we are setting up secret wars. You ready for another ludicrous song involving scrolls? Is it? She's a scroll. Scroll, use a scroll. Scroll, use a scroll. I said that use a scroll. Or do you have scrolls in different area codes? Ooh, scrolls in different area codes is good. Yeah, you can really work scrolls into a lot of the ludicrous catalog if you try hard (laughs) enough. 
was ludicrous a scroll? Ooh, great question. I hope the answer is yes. <laughs> you know, it'd be great because he's an actor now mostly. He doesn't really do the rapping anymore because this uh, acting is just such a good uh, rapper retirement plan. Uh, you could have – there's definitely a world in which you could have because the fan – the Fast and the Furious movies exist uh, yeah, this is in the Marvel going. Cinematic Universe, which means Ludacris exists in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, who is an actor in the Fast and Furious franchise. You could have Ludacris actually exist on this earth and have been a scroll the whole time. You could cast Ludacris to play himself, but a scroll version of himself. At what point does the, the MCU just eventually just start to it just like almost just like Disney? Like, when do they just absorb the Fast and the Furious franchise? They're like, yep, this is ours. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, because like, uh, the Fast and the Furious is, exists as a fictional property in the MCU currently. What? Yeah, like, there's been mention of the Fast and the Furious in the MCU. Son of a bitch. Yeah, like, those films exist in the MCU. Well, great. Um, so, Ludacris is definitely an option here. So definitely I'm glad that he's not off the. I'm, I'm glad he's not off the table. Um so yeah, it, it, back to where my point was before we obviously drift drifted. We 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 got deteriorated by a couple steps. Tokyo drifted. Global corruption. Yes, global corruption. Um, Politicians are dickbags. Yes, I think it just goes back to that. You know, the overarching theme of like Sam being a light in a, you know, in a world of injustice. You know, where yes. that unity, like things like that. I can't unity. think, uh, you know, where Steve Rogers had taken the mantle before. But that's the whole thing with Captain America is that like, hey, I'm I'm here to unify these people. I'm here to give them a hope, something to fight for, something to stand behind. And I think that this is a really great like spot for him here. And I'm glad that they're doing this uh, because I, I just uh, – with – where they've gone with him so far, um, I don't, I, I don't like the way that uh, Sam's Captain America has a, almost like an asterisk next to it. Still, sure, I, I don't like the way that it's been treated that way because that's not what it is. I think these stories will feel much better to watch three years from now when we've gotten this movie already. I think because so then too. it'll feel like part of Sam's journey into truly becoming Captain America, right? And it'll feel more rewarding when you get the moment where he truly does feel like it fits but yes it is weird to have an entire series having come and gone and the shield doesn't still quite feel like it fits no it doesn't stay uh like i love his speech at the end it's beautiful falcon and the winter soldier it's a shame that the way the pandemic played out with it because they had to scrap an entire major storyline out of that, which was like a global disease. Yeah. Where they were just like, yeah, this hits too close to home right now. This whole plot's cut. And they're like, well, that's kind of the motivation of like the main villain is like primarily the disease thing. Can we still show a character die from it? Fine, but you can't mention the disease part at all. They kind of just have to be like, have a funeral vaguely. Like the whole thing loses so much of its emotional breadth and that one singular decision without real time to do much reshooting around it. And then having to pull it together at the end and yeah. kind of turn it into what it turned into. So, so yeah. the entire uh, one world, one people, what's the organization's name? Why am I blanking on this? You know, fla- the Flag Smashers. The Flag Smashers, thank you. The uh, 50% of their motivation now feels contrived because 
the original backstory of that motivation is just wiped out of the storyboard entirely because of real world events. And like, that sucks. It does. That's, that's a tough break for that show. Cause I think that show li- would land a little bit harder with that part of the story still intact. More, you know, more the reason to go back to what I said, you know, earlier, uh, COVID affected this whole thing far yeah. more than, than, than we talk about. And then I think is talked about. So I agree. I think to your point, like you phase said, I five think that really is does the, phase five has the additional little task of kind of getting everything back to where they wanted it to be right before COVID essentially. Yeah. Like, and it's not, it's not an easy task, but I trust Feige and co to do it. Um, are we thinking Zemo, some Zemo action in this or strictly in, uh, strictly over there in Thunderbolts? I think, I think Thunderbolts. I I I could see him being part of this, but I I I don't. I I just don't see where packing that in there is going to make a whole lot of sense. Um, and I think with where we have Zemo now, funny dancing Zemo, you know, whatever you know, wherever we got with him, I lovable yeah. rap scallion. Yeah, I just don't see it here. <laughs> I think no. we're at lovable rapscallion. Somewhere, yeah, he's, he's almost like a... He's still a bad guy. He's kind of like Loki. Yeah, he's still a bad guy there, for yeah. sure. Yeah. But he's the bad guy you kind of love to cheer for a little bit. I just don't think that this is a spot where Zemo's uh, pure intention wasn't to, you know, wasn't to break up the world or to de-unify people. It was these people have too much power and they need to be broken up. Like, look what they're doing to the world. I don't see any... He His motivation would be off. Yeah. It would actually contradict his original motivation to begin with. So, sure. no, I, I don't think that I see him here. I think Thunderbolts is a more uh, uh, potential landing spot. Sure. All right. Well, let's slide into Thunderbolts. So, that's our last project of Phase 5. Uh, comes out on my 37th birthday. Jeez, oh, Pete. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a fun little like we're not young people holler there. Yay! Yay. Slowly creeping towards forty. Woo! So yeah. you know that's at least something that I get to look forward to on a birthday though. That's kind of nice. It's you know, I typically just work on my birthday. Now I get to see a Marvel movie on my birthday. Pretty neato. That makes better, me pretty happy. Definitely better than work. I'm glad that you've got it all planned out Sam's already. Sam's cap? Yeah. You're like, I am not going to be working that day, no matter what it is yeah, that I'm no, doing. I'm, I'm, I get to see cap that day. That it's I great. will not be doing. Yeah, I get to see the fourth cap movie that day. I like it. It's great stuff. Well, actually, I'm sorry. I get to see Thunderbolts that day. <laughs> Shit. Still great stuff. Still exciting. This Thunderbolts announcement is weird, though. So, like... We've got characters who we clearly feel are on the good side of the line at this point announced in this. Is this two teams, kind of two factions facing off against each other? Is this some people that took some contract work that are realizing how shady the organization is and are getting out of there? Is there scrolls involved? There's a lot of questions involving this lineup of Thunderbolts. Yelena. Fucking. Like, it's so weird. The, the team is weird. I think with the Yelena, though, that just kind of. She's, she's the one that makes the most hire. sense. She's a contract hire. I'm sorry. I don't know why I started with her because she does kind of fit the bill. Yeah. The Bucky. Bucky's that doesn't the, make sense. Bucky's the one where it's like, well, but again, he's. will he have one arm? Will he have a replacement arm? 
Will he be yet again uh, turned into the Winter Soldier? Will this be a scroll, Bucky? Is this... Is it, or are we getting, you know, uh, Walmart brand Bucky? Um, like, you know, Walmart brand Cap? Because yeah. this roster deep. So we got Winter Soldier, Yelena, U.S. Agent, Red Guardian, Abomination, Taskmaster, <laughs> and Ghost, led by Contessa Valentina Allegra. Okay, so it just... And notably, Baron Zemo's not in the Thunderbolts. Let's go back here for a second, At least too. as announced. So, Emil, where we last left off, is the biggest sellout stub stub off like heel that you could possibly imagine. Uh, albeit, you know, hanging out with Wong and stuff, and he's, he's good friends with him, but he's this motivational. He is a absolute grifter. Yeah, man. So, dude, would I be surprised if this dude took on some kind of you know shady contracts? Sure. Not at all. I would not yeah. be surprised. Not one bit. U.S. agent makes a ton of sense here. Abomination makes a ton of sense here. Red Guardian makes a level of a sense level here. of sense yeah a level of sense here. Taskmaster less sense. Who knows? Because they do. They, we're not even going to get into that. But yeah, yeah you'll Taskmaster. Hear about, you'll hear just, about that last week in our fa- in our Phase Four recap. We'll go deeper into Taskmaster because we have thoughts and Ghost. Which moderate that amount of sense here. makes sense because. The more I look at it and the more I think about it, the more it makes me think there's it's just going to be two teams, essentially. Like, this is two teams against each other. The Thunderbolts isn't truly all of them. This movie just right. happens to have all of them. The Thunderbolts is Val, U.S. Agent, Abomination, Ghost, and one surprise. Like, Yelena's on that side initially. Maybe Yelena pulls a gnat and is on that side a la Civil War and then switches sides at one point in the story. Um, what gets uh, what gets that would to me be an interesting parallel to her sister is how we build up to this. Yeah, because getting this, you know, this movie, you could make it three hours long, and you're not. I just don't see a way to tell that story very well, um, unless you suicide squad it or whatever it is, and even that, like, is a stretch. So I think as far as that goes, like, that's going to be the the key to me is through phase five. How are you going to set that up? Like, in what ways are we going to watch that unfold to ultimately turning into the movie that is Thunderbolts? How do these people meet? Why do they meet? What is their actual intent? Um, and, and to your point, is, is this a good side? Do we have a good side of them? A, a bad side? Like, there, there's just so many variables there. And the cast is, it, it is an odd pack. For sure. It's an odd pack and an incomplete list as Zemo's the traditional founder of the Thunderbolts. Right. So, like, I have... I still am presuming he's going to be there between the fan outcry of love and support for him in Falcon and the Winter Soldier um, and just the brilliant performance by Daniel Brule. There's no way they're not bringing that back for more. So, and that's... Yeah, and that, again, kind of goes back to my point in Zemo and Captain America. Oh, and you got Harrison Ford taking over the role as uh, General fucking Ross. Yeah, as long as they don't throw him in there as Indiana Jones again, we're good. Um, <laughs> weird. That that part's weird to me, too, where I'm like... It's just odd, but... I mean, you know, the actor died, so you need if you want to use the character, and he's, you know... Thunderbolt Ross is moderately important to the Thunderbolts, I suppose. Sure. Um, I guess like it's, it goes back to Zemo... I could actually see him being on the positive team here, um, where, again, generally speaking, he's not a big fan of soups. You know, he's, he's going on the, the level of the boys over here, you know. 
Um, and to have a team like that, to assemble a team, I can only assume would have something to do with cutting down that level of power, that imbalance of power. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's the same thing Val references in a couple different ways in Wakanda Forever, which is they want, like, someone makes the comment to her that the U.S. just wants the power of the, the control of the vibranium. And she's like, I wake up every day dreaming of that. Like, they want the control in their hands, like you're alluding to, of soups that are in their back pocket and obey their orders. Because the current soups don't obey them. They no. help when needed, but they don't obey them. <clears throat> Sokovia Accords. Right. Um, like, so that's, that's the, the power structure stuff that, you're, that you've talked about so well that makes this all so interesting. Because she is terrible. Horrible. Like... It's very obvious that yeah. she is an antagonist. Head of the and CIA and wonderful antagonist. Abs- yeah, wonderfully awful, yes. So that's I think that that's where, like I said, a, a Zemo comes in and becomes more of, I think, less of even an anti-hero, um, where it's he's almost a hero in his own right, where he's, like, stopping some extremely corrupt shit. Another great, exa- another great point by you, because it is. It feels very much like it's building to a setup where the evil team is the one obeying the government, and the good team is the one being captained by Zemo. And, and, and Bucky. It's Zemo and Bucky, because of their relationship. Zemo so, and Bucky are captaining the good team. And who would know a whole lot about Bucky... And how to get the best out of Bucky. Yeah. Baron Zemo. More than anyone. And that, because to, to get them to even be part together is something. Yeah. So I think, like, I, the more that I think about it, the more that I think of, like yeah. I said, a team headed by Zemo that is essentially out to, like, and with Zemo's money and his power. Yeah, that um, needs to take down this fucking government-run this shit's Thunderbolts go. team. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yep. I think that that's really, I, I think, at the heart of it. I'm I think standing by my Yelena at. goes turncoat. She's on the bad team and then switches to the good team by the end type of thing. She eventually pulls a Roman off. Yeah. yeah. Where, yeah, she kind of starts to Maybe have Maybe Taskmaster's kind of being brain controlled yeah. again. It'd be a real shame if Taskmaster spends two straight movies under brain control, though. Just being a complete fucking robot. Like, nothing more than just a nothing burger. Yeah. Like, She's set free at the end. It's so weird. Like, it's just I have stupid. so many questions based on this announcement and then no additional information that hopefully some of it will get resolved in other projects along the way. But a lot of it won't. No, probably not. Because I think... Most of co- it won't. Back to the COVID thing. So. You can almost retcon most of what happened in that movie. Black Widow, I have higher feelings about it than you, but it's a tough it's a tough break still. And we'll get into that uh, last week for you guys, the audience. Yeah. But, I think it's just more, more of the same for me where I, I just don't think that much of what happened in that is really going to be usable going forward. So I think... It's very well possible that we do get a new and improved Taskmaster. I think they learned their lesson there. Um, the, the, people were not happy about it, and for good reason. And for good I reason. Don't That's making an infamous that, level MC, uh, Marvel villain. Marvel can make Marvel makes mistakes. Every every studio yeah, does, man. but they're not generally the ones to make the same stupid mistake twice. Yeah, they uh, many times have shown us that they can learn from a mistake and sh- make the changes necessary. 
to turn a weakness into a strength. And let's hope they do that with Taskmaster. Um, I am excited about the return of Ghost because I actually thought she was a. I actually thought she was low key a pretty decent villain, or I, I don't even want to say villain. But let's say advers- villain. We'll say adversary, adversary. to antagonist yeah. of Ant Man and the Wasp. Unfortunate antagonist. Yeah. She did not want any. They, I mean, that was not by any means uh, part of what she wanted to be. Of course. Phasing in and out like that was not, yeah, that's, uh, but yes, uh, to that to that point, I, getting her back in the, in the mix, um, I think is, I, I think it's genius because I, I do think that she was somebody, once we saw her, um, that was Ant-Man and the Wasp, correct? It was. Um, I, I think she was wonderful in that, and I wanted to see more of that character. Yeah. So I think that this is a good opportunity to really get her back in the fold. Yeah. As that yeah. movie has like three different antagonists simultaneously, but she doesn't great. get the most screen time. But her stuff is entertaining, and I thought visually really well done. So it's cool. Like the stuff that the CGI is easy to do is always nice to bring back because it's like, yeah, we can make that look cool. And it's not even that hard. We just have to like phase your image on and off the screen. And maybe yeah, during the movie we can like phase phase like Walton Goggins' teeth into her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> One of my Ooh. favorite parts. I just realized Ant-Man and the Wasp is definitely another scroll fodder movie for sure. There, there's got to be. As, as we continue thinking about government agencies and scrolls, there's definitely a scroll or two up in Ant-Man and the Wasp. You almost want to think Hank Pym is, but he's just too much of an ass to be a... Too much yeah, of an ass to be a scroll. Definitely yeah. himself. Yeah. 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 Tried and true. Well, but we've now been talking for almost three hours. Holy shit. So let's, let's wrap it up. We did it. We talked the shit out of Phase 5. Yeah, we're at two hours and 46 minutes right now. I don't have to work. T- yeah, I do have to work tomorrow. So. <laughs> I got a trainee coming, at it, uh, yeah, coming in hot at 9.45 tomorrow yeah, morning, so that'll buddy. be fun. Yeah. But, you know, thank you so much, listening audience out there. We appreciate you tuning in to Morons of the Multiverse, checking out this multi-part episode that you've just sat through, because I'm definitely chopping this bad boy up. I'm not dropping it at this ex- stupid ass long length we're gonna do uh yeah this is our avengers level event yeah the, just get a three yeah. hour episode yeah three hour episode blah, blah. but yeah thanks for checking us out click the likes and follow the five stars and all those things that all the podcasters always tell you to click show some love in the comments and do that type of thing oh, check yeah. out the other cool schniz over here at good fun media we've got d2b2 sports every friday we've got after the laugh track every thursday there's a catalog of about 20 episodes of Eric from After the Laugh Track's video game podcast, the Autosave podcast. Check that out as well. And uh, thanks for listening as always. You know, just uh, let's keep getting sexy as we lead up to Phase 5. I'm pumped, man. Phase 5 is here. Phase 5 is here. It is among us. And yeah, By uh, the time you guys listen to this, as we'll be weeks away from Quantumania. Weeks. And not many of them. It feels like we're yeah we're we're traveling on a weird timeline like this, but yeah yeah we're well, we're we're recording on a weird timeline, so it does make things a little bit distorted. We'll be there one day, guys. Yes, we will, and you'll be there even sooner than us. So, with that said, we love you guys, and uh, thanks for listening. And uh, I hope you have a wonderful day in, in anything that you're doing. Samesies, and uh, you know, just hug someone because hugs are neato. Hugs are great. Don't hug somebody that doesn't want to be hugged. Consensual hugs, folks. Consensual hugs, guys. Hug someone that loves you and wants to hug you. That's it. That new joint hit. Just can't quit. Gotta Gotta get get jiggy jiggy with with it. it. That's it. it. We don't have to keep 
watching Liam Neeson make action movies. Like, we don't have to do this, ladies and gentlemen. Like, as a society, we just, we keep choosing to, but we don't have to. And for gosh sake, watch your language. The Rock Woman. My name's Johnny Knoxville, this is my buddy Thanos. Don't you know who I am? I'm the Juggernaut, bitch! It's a weird world we're trying to live in these days, but we gotta do it. <laughs> well, to be fair, Sony wanted it to be good. <laughs> I don't think they did. You cannot talk! One more word. And I will feed you to my children. It's beautiful. We knew you were gonna betray us, so we built this whole plan around you doing it! What? You know what's crazy? That's really not too far off a plot of Dr. Phil. Put your ass. Steve, you said a bad language word. He may or may not also have a ship that he flies around primarily for orgies and stuff. And he tells me about this girl, Emily, that we used to kick it with. It was actually the first pair of boobs that I ever touched. And it's like club cold play. Dude, it's so bad. There's like. Because it's just gonna be Mike fucking mattresses. Gary, you son of a bitch. Ooh, you kiss your mother with that mouth? Today, we're doing Porta Potty Ski Slope. I'm kidding, we are vegetarians. We're bound to see a Ghost Rider again eventually. Hopefully, the one from Agents of Shield. They just pluck Robbie Reyes right out of Agents of Shield and say, "You're getting the call up to the big leagues, kid." No, it won't be. It won't be. But it's going to be it. Sir Nicholas Cage. Do it, you fucking cowards! It's going to be. Do, yeah, do it, you fucking cowards! Cast Nicholas Cage again. No, don't don't listen to him about Nicholas Cage. Get Robbie Reyes. It was great. I liked Robbie. And bring Reyes Daisy a lot. back too. In, in and like, the whole Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. gang. But I think, and just Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Cut the chat!